0: Good evening, our reading this evening is from Proverbs chapter 1 and it's verses 20 to 33 and it can be found on page 635 of the Bibles in the chairs in front of you. That's Proverbs chapter 1 verses 20 to 33. Out in the open wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall she cries out. At the city gate she makes her speech. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings." but since you refuse to listen when I call and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I, in turn, will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you then they will call to me but I will not answer they will look for me but will not find me since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes for the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm.
1: Thanks, Sue. Hi, everyone. My name's Stephen, um, and this could be the most embarrassing thing I've done at the front of church. I know, that's quite a, quite a statement as well, if you know me. Um, <laughs> I bought my cuddly toys when I was younger, so he, 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 here they are. Um, there we go. There we go. Here's Big Scorch. Look at him. Fine specimen. We've got we've got zigzag here. Look at that lovely yellow, bit 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 chewed and battered. But he's there. We've got oh, top knot. Ooh, one shoe on. Lovely and a bit of stitching there for mum. Thank you, mum. And my pride and joy, Big Dippy. Look at him. What a specimen. Now, growing up, all these different toys of ours, they each had their own character that we made up, their own voice, and kind of their own backstory that we made up. And we just love playing with them and doing all that stuff. Do you want to meet them? No, fantastic. Right, let's be. Was that a yes, Nick? Here we go. Um, right. Is this Top Knot? Hi, Top Knot. Hello. No, no, no. I like gymnastics, doing, like, flips and... Fl- I'm quite forgetful. Look, I've only got one shot. It's okay, Not, don't worry. Thanks, Topnot. Hi, Dippy. Hello. <laughs> I live in a garage. I collect shiny things. <laughs> I've got a big, big smile. Look at me. <laughs> oh, man. So embarrassing. Anyway, um, does anyone else do it with their cuddly toys or animals? Come on, put your hands up. Let's, yes, thank you, thank you, right? I know someone in the Bible does it. Solomon does it, right? Did you notice it? That's kind of what he's doing in, in this chapter one, right? He is giving something, a voice and a character that has no voice and character. He's giving them a whole, like, backstory as well. Um, see, we're going through Proverbs. Uh, this is kind of part three of an introduction to Proverbs, uh, and, and we're kind of um, learning some things about wisdom. Wisdom is living God's way in God's world. And, and before we get down to the Proverbs, before we hear wisdom, Solomon wants to give us some introductions, he wants to introduce us and say, here, here's wisdom. Yeah. And so he lets us meet woman wisdom, we're going to call her. He gives this kind of abstract idea of wisdom, a voice, a character, a personality, so that we can feel uh, feel it and understand it better and kind of see it in 3D life. And, and, and I think part of it is showing us what, what Proverbs with skin on looks like so that we can meet her. And so uh, today we're going to do two things. We're going to meet woman wisdom. We're going to see what she's like and see why you want to be friends with this woman, <laughs> why she's brilliant. <laughs> That's kind of where we're going. Um, see, they kind of say that it takes about like seven seconds to form a first impression of someone. I wonder reading this, What were your first impressions of the woman wisdom? Look at verse 20. In the open, she calls aloud, she raises her voice. Verse 21, she cries out, she makes her speech. She seems quite loud, doesn't she? Like like, like shouting out, And, and, and you read through and you're like, whoa, she's quite blunt and forthright, right? A bit of a fiery message she's bringing here. A little bit intimidating, not gonna lie. So it begs the question why do you wanna be friends with her? And actually, this leads us on to something really important about Proverbs and how to read Proverbs. See, Proverbs is a little bit like your favourite TV show or or drama, right? So for me, it's The Office. The American Office, obviously, so good. I'm rewatching it now, thanks to Ollie. Um, I'm in season two. And and, the characters in season two, you, you kind of know a bit about them, but 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 season nine, you, you know more, you understand them better, they, they, they mature, you, you see them from different angles, different situations, you learn about them. So Jim of season two, for those of you who don't like The Office, is different to Jim of season nine, right? And you know more about him there, you care more about him. And see, that's a little bit like how proverbs work. In the, in the, no one singular proverb gives the whole Bible's teaching on any one theme or issue. No, you need to kind of go through the book. You need to hear all the different angles, see all the different viewpoints. And so we meet Woman Wisdom here, but she comes up again. In chapter 8 and chapter 9, we see her from different angles, and we see just more of her wonderful character coming through. So actually, kind of, do go home and read 8 and 9 and see what she's like from those angles. Um, but it's not just her. See, in Proverbs, there are loads of kind of characters that we're introduced to. So there's Woman Wisdom, there's Woman Folly, we're going to meet later on. And then there's kind of these, these stock characters like uh, the fool, the simple one, the mocker, the sluggard, and others too that kind of build and develop as we go through the book. And same with, same with themes, like prose is packed full of loads of big themes like, like, like money and sex and relationships and friendship and, and speech and anger and all these kind of things. They build and grow as we go through the book. So one of the really cool things to try and do is to bring a little notebook to these um, evening services, and kind of write down these headings, or these characters on a page each. And as we kind of meet them, write down what we see about them. So your picture understanding grows and grows. That's a beautiful thing to try and give it a go. But but here, meeting Warm wisdom for the first time, she is loud. But it's a really good thing, because did you see where she's calling out? Look, Look at her, verse 20. She calls aloud, raises her voice in the public square on top of the wall or or kind of um, on the noisy street corner, if you notice the footnote, at the city gate. She's crying out all over the place, the marketplace, kind of where everybody's hanging out on the public street corner, there at the city gates where where government decisions are made. She's crying out to everybody, which tells us kind of that that, that the wisdom is like like for absolutely everyone. It's not hidden, not hiding from people. Everyone needs it and everyone can find it. It's beautiful, isn't it? Because it means you don't have to have like a kind of double doctorate in philosophy and religion to understand wisdom. It's there for everyone. She's loud, and that's a good thing. And also, she's truthful. She's quite different from 2024, where people tell us what we want to hear. Wisdom's going to tell us what we need to hear. And sometimes, really bluntly, we're going to be slapped in the face by woman wisdom a few times as we go through Proverbs. And that's a really good thing for us. She tells us what we desperately need to hear, which makes her a really good friend to know, right? Someone who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And kind of, we learn more as we look at what she says. So verse 22, the first things she says in Proverbs, she says, How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. Her kind of basic message is, repent now, because judgment's coming. Like, like, turn back to me, walk my path to avoid judgment. That's basically what she's saying, kind of all the way through Proverbs. That's her call. That's her cry. And do you see who she's talking to? Verse 22, we get those three characters. The simple, the mocker, the fool. In some ways, these guys are a bit like um, different grades of coffee, so, 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 like you've got like the the, the level one fool, the level two fool, the more intense level three fool. So, so, kind of level one grading of a fool. Uh, by the way, fool doesn't mean stupid, no. So the simple one, it isn't stupid. It's someone who's impressionable, who hasn't yet made their mind up. It's kind of standing at the crossroads between foolishness and wisdom, and it's teetering on the edge of, wis- uh, of foolishness. That's the kind of level one. Then we go a bit more intense. Um, level two fool is just the fool. Don't think like a, a jester with a hat and going. Di, 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 di. No. Um, the fool is someone who hears God's voice and ignore, ignores God's voice. And they kind of see the world with one big thing missing God. So they make decisions based on that. But then you've got the level three fool, the most foolish fool, the most dangerous fool, actually, the mocker. Who, who in Proverbs it is someone who hears God's voice, ignores God's voice, and then sneers at God's voice, laughs at it, mocks it, in ways that are damaging not just to themselves but to other people. So the mocker is a dangerous person in Proverbs. And yet, verse 22, when wisdom, she, she's crying out to them, she's holding her hand out to them. And I think we see part of her heart there. We see part of her character. We see more of what she's like. She is like offering these people a chance to come back. She's saying, repent, come back. Like, like that loudness is her passion and her love for these people. She doesn't want them to be stuck in foolishness. She wants better things from them. She's like, come back to me. Follow me. Because verse 23, you who repent of my rebuke, I will pour out my thoughts to you. I'll make known to you my teachings. She's like, I've got so much to offer you. The wise life is the best life. As we, as we saw on small, a small group on Tuesday, we were saying that the, the wise life is life along the grain of the universe. It's a beautiful thing. And one wisdom says, I, I, I can show you what it is. I can give you so much. Um, actually, the word poor is drench. So, yes, here we go. Lovely. Oh, that was quite loud. Here's the zigzag. Imagine this is you and me. I'll tell you one wisdom here. It's like she's saying, she's got a big old bucket of wisdom that's just there. And for those who choose her, who turn her away, she's going to pour it out and absolutely drench us in wisdom. Woo. And keep on pouring. And more and more, she says, there's so much I've got for you. Um, and actually that that word thoughts in verse 22 um, is is translated as spirit elsewhere in the Bible so it's almost like she's kind of saying look, choose me and you'll get the blessings of a godly life where God says in Joel 2 or, or Acts 2 he shows us that he pours out his spirit on those who turn to him her path is the best path it's beautiful she's like come to me there are blessings abundant if you choose me Um, yet look at verse 24 you refuse to listen when I call no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke she's there crying out shouting, pleading her heart out oh and people reject her um and kind of, I want to just look at three reasons, I think, why people might reject one wisdom before looking at the consequences, but because these three reasons come up here in Proverbs, 22 and, uh, Proverbs 1, and I think they're really important for us in this day and age. See, the first reason, I think, is that people are surrounded by foolishness, right? You notice it in verse 1. She, she calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. She cries out. There's a reason she's got to be really loud, because... The place she is is really noisy. It's a picture of Finchley High Street. Anyone been to Finchley High Street, by the way? Yes. Oh, look at that. What what a place. What a place. Here it is. Robert Dias. Been there since I was a boy. And, and like, we used to go up to Finchley High Street on Saturdays and kind of walk past Robert Dias. And you see that little green shack thing? That's a little market stall. It's only open on Saturday between, like, um, 8 o'clock and 12 o'clock. And there, the market man stands, Um, and he kind of, he stands there, and he starts yelling out. He goes, three for a pound, get your bananas here, your apples, your pe... He's calling people to himself, and why? Because as you can see, Finchley High Street is a bustling, happening place, like, packed with people. So he's got to be loud to be heard over the noise and bustle of Finchley. So he's yelling out, shouting to be heard. That's woman wisdom. She's there, shouting in these noisy places, and it paints a picture of lots of other foolish voices coming in, drowning her out. And I wonder if that's true for where we live, too. Because I think 2024, we are surrounded by so much noise, right? And so much foolish noise, too. Oh, phones, oh man, phones. Um, oh, this blew my mind. Apparently, there were 95 million Instagram photos and videos uploaded every single day. What? I, I, this is even worse, I think. There are 500 hours of YouTube videos uploaded every single minute. That, that just blew my mind. Uh, yes, not all of it's like giving life advice and giving ideas and shaping us, but lots of it is foolishness dressed as wisdom uh, and offering us different paths to go on. And so I think it's really good for us to ask, what are the voices that are shaping us? What things are kind of influencing the way we live? Like, if we're there on Finchley High Street, what are the voices kind of drowning out woman wisdom? Um, Because I think this is really subtle. I mean, I, I was thinking about three different areas where I think, I mean, there's loads of them, but three examples where kind of cultural wisdom, or cultural wisdom, foolishness, is different to God's wisdom. So like the area of forgiveness. Um, And the stuff in white, those are quotes I found in social media and stuff. Like, God says, forgive and forgive and forgive. But culture says, well, you can read it. Cut them out of your life. Don't forgive. Or, or, Or the area of authority, right? God says authority is a good thing placed there by me. Culture says, nah, you're in charge. You're the boss. You do what you want. Or this one that's really subtle as well. Like, God says, take up your cross, deny yourself, die, and you'll find life. Our culture seems to say, don't sacrifice too much. Look after yourself, you'll find life. Different messages um, that might creep into our thinking. And so I think part of what's going on here is, is, is kind of, we're supposed to let woman wisdom be our major influencer in life. See, that's one reason I think we might reject her voice. The second is, we love foolishness, don't we, as human beings? I mean, check out verse 22. When wisdom cries out and says to the simple, you who are simple, how long will you love your simple ways? Verse 22 again, how long will mockers delight in mockery? There's something about us deep down that loves the foolish path, that looks at it and thinks, ooh, hey, that looks nice. Yeah, we think it's fun. We think it's good for us. It's worth asking where there are things that, that we treasure and cover and love that really are foolishness. And then there's the pride of the fool. You notice that in verse 24 and 25? You refuse to listen when I call. No one pays attention when I stretch out my hand. You disregard all my advice. You do not accept my rebuke. It's kind of that fingers in the ear thing saying, no, 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 no. I know better than you. More wisdom, shut up, I know more than you, I'm doing things my way. And again, I look at my heart and I see, that sounds awfully like Stephen. Um, Not very good at taking advice, love doing things my way. It's worth just thinking and reflecting, like, how easily do you accept correction and rebukes? See, these are reasons why I think people reject her cry. And I think that means that every single one of us in this room has the potential to be a fool. We all have the potential to walk on that foolish path. That's why I think we need to be friends of wisdom, because she can tell us where we're going. And also because there are serious dangers to walk in that that foolish path. Verse 26, she says... um, I will in turn laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you. She's almost saying, if you walk this path of foolishness, you're walking headlong into a storm you will not escape from. And we here, we know about storms. I mean, we can hear one now. Anyone know her name? Her name? Sure? Isha, like, what is this? Why are we in a world where storms have names and we know those names? Like, like the household things, like, like, like old Gerrit, or, or, or like um, Fergus and Ellen, remember those? Or how about Debbie? We all remember Debbie, don't we? You know, storms have names and we know them. Why do we name stuff? Anyway, um, there's only one storm I think we need to know the name of, and it's the storm that she's talking about here, wisdom in Proverbs 1, the mighty storm of judgment that's going to come for those who walk the foolish path. Because that's the storm that can do some real damage. Those chilling words of verse 28 they will call out to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me. Those who ignore wisdom's cry now will be ignored by wisdom. Those who laugh and mock wisdom now should have the last laugh. I think this helps us see why she's so desperate and pleading to to, to come on her path, to listen to her voice. This is why you want to be friends with her. Because look at verse 29. She says, They hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. They would not accept my advice and spare my rebuke, so they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them. Um. Reading that, does that bring back any kind of biblical echoes? Any parts of the Bible that you read that and go, oh, that sounds familiar. Anyone think of anything? Genesis, yeah. Adam and Eve, like man versus fruit. That's what comes to my head. The first fools of the Bible. Adam and Eve, who hear God's voice, and what do they do? They ignore it. And I think wisdom knows that too, because in Proverbs 8, we learn that wisdom's been around since before the creation of the world. She's seen it all before. And that again shows us why she's so desperately pleading for us to walk her path and be friends with her, because because she is desperate for us not to walk the path of Adam and Eve, not to walk the path of disobedience, because look where it leads. She's like, carry on my wayward son, and it will lead right into death, right into annihilation. He doesn't want that for us. No, and actually, the ultimate mark of a fool is verse 29, isn't it? Those who do not choose to fear the Lord. That fear of the Lord, we heard about it um, the last couple of weeks. It's, it's living right with God. It's knowing who God is and respecting him and giving him the awe and love that he deserves. And so actually, if you don't know God, you're already automatically walking the path of the fool straight into that storm. So hear wisdoms cry and come back. Because look why you want to be friends with her. Verse 33, she says, whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. What a promise, right? She's like, listen to me and live. Hmm. Hmm. But I read that and I think, Ah, Stephen. You're a fool sometimes, aren't you? (laughs) Um, Stephen, you make foolish decisions, don't you? Yes, you want to walk the wise path, but often I find myself jumping onto that foolish path. Anyone else find that too? So does that mean I'm in trouble? I think there's something beautiful about verse 33. It says whoever, but that whoever is singular. It's talking about one person. See, I think verse 33 is saying, the one who listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. I think it's talking about the ultimate wise one. The only human being who has walked the path of wisdom from start to finish, the only human being who has listened to every one of wisdom's voice and lived it out beautifully, Jesus. And right, I think this is showing us how we can have that, that, that confidence of safety in him. For those of us who are friends, who love and know the Lord Jesus, we are safe, not because we always do, like, listen to God's voice and obey him perfectly, but because we're found in the one who has done that. We're found in the wise one. And actually, I think that gives us more reasons to to kind of befriend wisdom and get to know her better, because the wise life is the Christ-like life, and what a beautiful life for us. So kind of this term, as we look through Proverbs, as wisdom shouts out to us and calls us to come her way, how will we respond? What will we say to wisdom? I'm going to pray. Father, thank you so much for your cry. Thank you uh, for the way that wisdom calls out to us and calls us to to walk a different path, to walk a, a godly path, a wise path, the best path. Father, help us not to be taken in by the foolishness around us or the foolishness of our own hearts. Help us to to live and walk that wise path. Amen.